0: Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be me. Somebody said, you better. Everybody else is taken. <laughs> and I'm going to, yeah, I'm just going to go into missionary mode in a second. You have to understand that. I don't think paramilitary is going to come in the back door to threaten my life. Because that happens a lot in the beginning. I don't, I don't think nobody came to my motor home. And told me that if I came down in that town preaching again, they would, in their words, "Right, hey, we're gonna knock you to the ground, kick your teeth out, boy." Right, now will be the last warning you get. So that's not happened recently here in Indiana or anywhere around. And uh, so I, I think I'm okay. Let's go to the Word of the Lord, First Timothy, chapter one, verse twelve. First Timothy, chapter one, verse twelve. I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who hath enabled me I wouldn't say, enabled me, enabled. OK? For that he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. Come on. Now, that's awesome. Watch it against the backdrop of verse 13. Who was before? Have I say before? Boy. What, Paul? What was you before? A blasphemer. I was a, I was a persecutor, man. I was I was injurious. I like Philip's translation. Says, I was a doer of outrage. But I obtained mercy. Yeah. Because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. Verse 14. And the grace. Of our Lord was exceeding Hallelujah. abundant. Oh, yes, it is, yes. with faith yes. and love. Somebody say faith and love. faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. Yes. Um, verse twelve. My favorite translation that's meant so much to me now for nearly thirty years, and I'm ex- explain this in a minute is how. Philip says it and it's like this. I think Christ Jesus started with enabled me. I thank the Lord Jesus who hath made me equal to the task. So I'm going to speak to you out of a missionary's perspective, I guess, of made equal to the task. Oh, yes, we are. Oh, we are more than enough. We are. More than overcomers. We're super overcomers. We are ready for this day. You are not here by accident. I mean alive on planet earth. In an apostolic church. Every person of the sound of my voice. Has supernatural purpose. Embodied within you. You are that which harnesses power. To be released at a certain point. And you are, and are you ready? Our God is about to do wonders among us, He's about to do mighty acts. Because why wouldn't He? That is who we are. We are here to reach this world. That's our single focus. Go ye in all the world. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Almighty God, we surrender to this moment. Every vessel in this house. Your word, you said, goes forth. Always accomplishes the purpose for which it is sent. So here it goes. It's got a purpose. It will not, it cannot return void. Not your word. (laughs) Not your word. Not ever. Ever. Does it come back void? So have your way among us this day. We we came together for this purpose. We are singularly focused, God, for a single purpose in these last days. That would be thy will be done. That's it. Our will is off the table. Thy will be done. Clap your hands to the Lord and give him praise in this house. I'm made equal to the task you may be seated. that's my cup. I like my cup. What preachers are to use straws? It's a lot faster taking the lid off and everything. Use a straw. See, a lot of my pulpits in Ireland are on the street and in pubs and clubs and and uh Houses, community centers, hotels. Like, if I was really to get comfortable and, and, and just go into the mode, I wouldn't have this jacket on because, because man, when I get in the mode, brother, I'm going to cast stuff out and I'm coming at you. I'm coming right at you. Yeah, bring that threat on. They said, Lord, behold, they're threatening. <laughs> Give me a break, man. Watch the boldness that comes because of that. Oh, help me today, Jesus, to get focused here. If I was really going to do it, I, I get that cut because I'm outside a lot or we're setting up portable equipment real quick. In the back of our big old She's for Christ van is uh, portable PA equipment, portable baptismal tank, charts of different sizes. We can set up. We practice this. We could set up church in 15 minutes. Got portable power, gonna do the will of God, get ready to do it, master it. That's what you wanna do. So I I rarely wear a jacket, I always have a vest. I'm the vest guy, they call me. I'm the vest guy. It's over there. Is it right there? Can I put that on? Are you sure? Bible. I don't have a fancy iPad up here. I want to do it. I do. I try to sit down and, and do it. Um, I have this Bible I've had going on 29 years given to me by a great man of God. It's a very unique Bible. It's a translation Bible. I don't even know if they print them anymore. You couldn't hardly read it. <laughs> Look at this thing. Look at the stuff stuffed in this thing. It translates scriptures. I have been in places. Where my life has been under threat more times, holding this Bible up in front of me. A, 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 a warlock came in one day to church. And I'm putting a curse on you, boy. I was like, oh, wow, curse, that's a new one. So he come up and tried to take over the service. he like come right up in the pulpit, took over the service. So we rebuked that mess. And he left, and he turned around, and he I'm coming back next Sunday to uh, and I'll, I'm getting the witches and warlocks together, which is a big deal. The original Druid movement started in Ireland, so you got to know who the strong man is, all that. And uh, so he was going to come back the next Sunday. And so I, I made some phone calls <laughs> and called some guy. I called Anthony Megan, and I called Jeff Arnold. I called so I said, apparently Warlock's going to come back. He's got this big death thing. He's going to cast over us. He's bringing reinforcements and they're coming. So so they started praying and and he said. Have your Bible, have these scriptures, stand at your door when he comes with his whole group. You know, you let your people in. And so they used to park in our church driveway to stop our people from coming, you know. And and he said they're going to come in. I said, okay. He said, you stand with the word of God. So I'm, whoo, did I sleep that night? Uh No. I'm standing there with the Bible. finding an Irish couple. I met on the street, one of them on the street. and They come up, Pastor, I don't think Seamus is coming, you know. I saw him. Up, so we rode there, you know, and he, he said we we were looking at him. He was going the other way, and uh, we stopped. And uh, Seamus, what about your boy? The old right lad. He said he turned, and his face was pale. He had his like warlock outfit on, you know. His face was pale, and his eyes were black. And he said, "I'm going away to die." No one ever saw him again. And I called those men back. I said. This is what happened. And we had a bunch of people get the Holy Ghost and God moved greatly, you know. And uh, Brother Arnold went to his church that Sunday and he said, God just killed somebody over in Ireland. Some of you don't straighten up. (laughs) I got a lot of stories. (laughs) I think Christ Jesus, my Lord, has enabled me. This Bible, I'm preaching from index cards that I just found um, a few months ago when we came back into the country. We stored all of our stuff. We sold our home. I sold my property management company when I met this Irish guy in Florida. I wanted him to the Lord. He paid my airfare and expenses. He took me over. How did you come to the mission field? The mission field come got us. That's always the way it's been. Things come get me. Because when you have what I'm getting ready to talk about, that would be an altar in your life. Things it's like a vortex, man. <laughs> Resources, open door, they they come to you. You don't have to experiment. You don't have to try things. So so uh, we had this container that we put on a friend of mine's property. Just like boom, it's out there for a few decades, right? What nobody knew is like the remaining little antiques and stuff from that my wife kept and uh, stuff from our our children's childhood. We haven't seen it in forever. So. The guy's got to have it off the field. So I go, I get my son-in-law, some of them there in Florida. We go to get it. What nobody knew is, in one of them hurricanes, huge limb falls, knocks a hole in it. Wow. Destroys almost everything in it, except for Caleb. you? Right, go ahead and get my chair here. Where's Caleb at? There he is. Go ahead and just, yeah, just about right here in the middle is fine. Thank you. So um, this chair and some some uh, uh, this old chest I had. There's an antique chair and an antique sofa. My wife's mother had passed down to her, been there for generations. It was a little moldy smelling, but it, it's all right. It survived. Whew, that was the only thing that really mattered to to us, I guess. Uh, as we busted open this ooh this old chest I had, papers fly everywhere, index cards, notepads, little journals. I said, "Whoa, everybody, stop, stop!" I said. Joel, my son, I said, get that tub, even if you've stepped on it, every little piece of paper, every notebook, journal and index card, whatever it is, I said, just put it in there. He said, Pop, what is it? I said, Joel, it it dawned on him because he knows our story. And he said, I said, this is when I came back to the Lord. From drug addiction, suicide attempts, alcoholism, severely abused, like. As I learned to pray. This is all the stuff that I would write on through the day and then yes, I come up. Whew. I said, so it all matters. I've got some here today. That's what I'm talking to you about. This is the this is the assignment God's given me this time back home on deputation. So I don't I don't never know how it's gonna go, but I know one thing. Whew. There's so much power in it. There's so much that is in what I'm getting ready to tell you. So Paul says, I think my God has enabled me. So this is one of the first things God gave me as I re uh, digested myself in the word of God at 28 years old when he brought me back. Enabled me equal to the task. What task? Well, that's it. You don't know. You don't know exactly what God wants you to do, but there's this enablement process versus you would say, well, being disabled because life can have that effect. Like life can disable you in ways you don't know. You don't you, you, you know, some of the most severe things that's happened to you. Certainly, certainly I do, but you don't know how disabled you are until something comes that pushes those buttons, you know, like a covid or something. Some storm, nothing like a good storm to reveal your weak places. Your structure of faith, your structure of prayer. That's what 2020 was about. Everybody said, 2020 vision, <laughs> beginning of 20, like no, nobody saw this coming. <laughs> so now we know. Hindsight. It's 2020. Now we know what 2020 was. It was yeah. I'm gonna allow a good storm. Like I did the disciples to see where you say we perish. Something like that. Oh, well, we perish. Really, I'm in the boat. I'm in the boat. I'm here asleep in the boat. Yeah, I like to think Jesus was actually like, a little wake will be like, okay. I'm going to see how far they can go. He's like, mm-hmm. carest thou not we perish? <laughs> He's like, okay, peace be still. All right, boys. I just need to see where he was. 2020, I just need to see where he was because I'm about to release the supernatural and I need to see. See, every storm is met to lead you into the supernatural. So I think my God has enabled me. So fast forward, next storm. Jesus, okay, okay, you're ready for this. He just sends him out in the storm. Like Jesus sends you into storms, right? It's okay. There's a purpose. This time he just comes strolling out on the storm. And storm, same thing, boats getting full of water, big storm. They're starting to get afraid again. And Peter's like, wait, wait, there's something familiar about this. What? Okay. All right. I get it. Lord, if that's you, bid me to come. Where did he get that? Where did he get that? Why didn't he say, God, it's okay. It's Jesus. He'll calm the storm again. He's just going to calm the storm. No problem, we're, we're good. He never asked him to calm the storm. Wow. He said, Bid me to come. Bid me to come. I'd freak you out right now if I just walked off into space, wouldn't it? Like, <laughs> that'd be so cool, wouldn't it? Like, <laughs> you're like, <"Whoa." laughs> bid me to come. And Jesus is like, You got it. Come on out here, big boy. Guys, watch this. As long as his eyes are on Jesus, I'm good. That was the point. Your eyes on all the fake news. <laughs> yeah, right. You go down quick, right? Get your focus back. Right. Off into the supernatural you go.. Right. That's, it. That's it. The enablement is about your focus. OK. Are you with me? He counted me faithfully. He counted. He counted. God knows what to count in your life. It's almost like do that thing you're doing and don't do these things. You know, every time you have a majority of that, you get stronger. Every time you do these things, you know, like a lot of Facebook, mic check, mic check. Just came right out of that thing. So I say this, maybe you could turn that off every now and then, and get on your face with a book. That's your new Facebook. Right, so he's enabling, putting me into the ministry. Who saw that coming? Because he was, who are we talking about? Persecutor. Blasphemer. Whoa, Paul, easy does it. Like sugarcoat it a little bit. <laughs> no, no, I need you to know, Paul's saying, I, I I was I I was bad man. I call him the Sanhedrin hitman. <laughs> this is the guy that singularly is the most opposed individual to that first that first century Christianity. Like, you can't get worse than him. He 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 was trained to do it Sanhedrin. He was he he was the top dog. Yeah. Let me have those coats. They're Stone and Stephen. Yeah, get that big one. Get the big one, man. I'll do some damage. Like he's giving, giving his, you know, his his backup and his permission. Like, yeah, that's who he was. Like, doer, a doer of outrage, injurious. I don't, I don't want you to stop. I want to do injury to you. So when he tells you that God has enabled him, he's not kidding, because he was the one most singularly focused. At disabling those that were preaching truth. Does that make sense? Okay, so I obtained mercy. That's it. You get, you obtain. You what you have is because you wanted to obtain it. You know you need mercy, so you give mercy. You got to go after mercy. You can't just sit there and allow God to enable you and to and to deliver you from where you're coming from. Paul learned something, man. When when he puts your Face in the dirt on the Damascus Road. (laughs) You've got to go after that. You say some of us, that's the way it's got to be. It's that prodigal. It's the pig pen now. It's a face in the dirt. You'd like to think we could say, (laughs) um, I think I'm I think life's not going too well. And I'm not making good decisions. You know what? I'm going to start going to church and I'm going to start reading my Bible And I'm going to start, no, no, no. You're going to do all that stuff that you know, you know, (laughs) is disabling you. You're going to do that until the face is in the dirt and uh, (laughs) you're eating what the pigs eat. I don't know. That's the way I am. That's just it. But, But there's mercy coming your way. There's mercy. Mercy, oh, exceeding abundant mercy is coming your way. Okay, stay with me. Obtain mercy. Because I did it. Ignorantly and unbelief. I did it. I did it. Everybody say I did it. I I don't think I was that bad. Maybe he was. I was. Paul was. Everybody say I did it. Oh, look at that. Satan hates that you can say that. Because you shall know the truth, John 8, 32. You shall know the truth. Don't act like you can't, and the truth shall make you free. So I say it like this. Whatever you're believing, if it's not setting you free, it's not the truth. That's it. Because truth makes you free. So it's like you want to. It takes courage, you know. You've got to ease yourself into it. I call it the first draft of me. Just, just make it rough. I did it. That's what these cards are about. I did it. Drug addict, alcoholic. Ignorant. I did it. Ignorant. Ignorant. My wife says I have a special ministry of ignorance. Like a special anointing. I'm in good company. Whatever. Just ignorant. You can't, you just can't have been where I've been without being really, really everybody say I've been ignorant. Good. What does it mean? It means I don't know. I didn't know. You don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. There's no way you know everything about you. Oh, yes, I do. I'm good. I'm good to go. Okay. All right. Let's test that. Little thing the Bible called a fruit test. Know a man by his fruit. How's the fruitfulness going? How is that soul winning? Do you have a Bible study? Do you know how to teach search for truth? Oh, oh, you mean that. Oh, you mean that. Oh, well, I come to church. I say, oh, 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 you're fine with that. Right. I love what Bishop said. God is transferring this now. Yeah. That's about you. Yes. Well, I'm in. I'm. I'm preaching to the choir because this church gets it. This is soul winners here. These are people. These are people that are doing the work. Okay, but I did it ignorantly. I did it ignorantly. I did it ignorantly. Um, So I'm from this town. This is my hometown. I will go a lot into this because I've got an assignment and especially here. But for the sake of those of you that don't really know our story, my dad left the truth back in the late 70s. I was a teenager. All my older brothers, I'm second of the youngest of seven. And uh, I didn't know we didn't know what it was at first. And it ended up being kind of a new age thing that was just coming on the scene, late seventies, early eighties. I know everything. I know what it's called. I won't even tell you everything. But I was starting to be taught as a teenager some crazy stuff in our house and then eventually in our church. We were evolving into a higher realm of consciousness and knowledge. This is okay what you folks do. This but it's much lower on the spiritual spectrum. We're evolving. We're we're still teaching the Bible. Yeah, it's just completely retranslated. So the woman's caught in sin and adultery. Jesus says, go and sin no more. What he really meant is go and don't think what you're doing is sin anymore. See, you need transformed by the renewing of your mind. You, well, well, we were warned that doctrines of devils would, would come on and sure. evil men and seducers will wax worse and worse, not sparing the flock. And you always wonder what a thing is and, until it is. And so here we are, last days, perilous times. It's here. Yes, sir. How enabled are we to handle it? How did you do with COVID in 2020? And Okay. Mm. So you, you, you don't know what's coming at you in life. You don't know. Did you choose all the stuff that happened to you? Did you? You don't choose your trouble. I want that trouble, not that. You don't choose trouble. You choose your parents, did you? Some of you are like, man, I wish I. No, you, know. you don't. You don't know what's coming at you. So the idea is, the idea I've learned is, I'm just trying to stay safe. I just want to be safe. You know, so much bad stuff in the world. Like, no, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. You can't stay safe. As an alternative, you ready? Be strong in the Lord, power of his might. Bring it. (laughs) That's where you're wanting to go with this. You're wanting to be so enabled, equal to the task, that there's nothing. There's nothing that can come your way and confront you. No weapon formed against you can prosper. What are you thinking? Hiding and being all afraid. That's, That's no match for you and your God. Greater is He that's within you, he that's in the world. I thank my God. I thank my God that's enabled me because I was really, really, really disabled, man. Hey, <laughs> son, I can't hardly hold this back. I can't hardly hold this back. You're going to do wonders among us. Okay, so after uh, we finally moved to Florida, (laughs) we finally moved to Florida and to get away from the chaos, everything's falling apart, and I started my own business. We're just young. We're in our early 20s. I started a property management company, and I'm doing very well. Finally, a bunch of the family moved down. Here comes that stuff again. But something else is happening now. Something... Something is coming to my mind, now. imagery, fear. And I finally realize something that had been like suppressed, I guess. Let me just say it quickly, someone that our parents left some of us with that severely abused us there. That's it. And uh, don't know. Did it affect others? Oh, I lost I lost him, my sister, a few years ago. We had our funeral just down the road, OD'd, alcoholic. I have a brother one year older than me. it has got an FBI record. He's, he's in bad shape, man. We worked on each other's cars right here in this town. He's so messed up, man. He's so messed up. You'd be a fool to, to, to act like we weren't like severely... Severely wounded and messed up, man. We put a good show on, I think, for a lot of years. But in that beautiful building, I helped my dad build all his boys with the garnet. I could take you to it. So now Alexandria Pike. It's a vacant lot today. The building's bulldozed into the ground. That's my legacy. Yeah, yeah. So I decided to start a new one. On. Yeah. That's why I decided. God enabled me to start a new one. And so we went to Florida and and I'm I'm doing drugs now, I'm doing alcohol, and I gotta do stronger drugs because no one nobody knows this. I can't hardly shave this face because of how much I stink and hate it, of how much I loathe looking in the eyes of this guy that's so unbelievably full of shame and wounded and confusion and disoriented. I can't even pray. I can't even pray because that, that God I knew at camp, Indiana camp, and I, he, he's something else. Apparently, I'm that. I don't know. I can't even pray. I'm not supposed to pray. Oh, yeah. So, he said. Whoo! So, here's a good idea. Pull that nine mill out. In this horror that is your life, I used to stare down the barrel of it. And and I I liked looking down the barrel because there was an end there, you know, like that was an end to this. Because drugs weren't doing it anymore. I just couldn't find them that strong. Because every time I woke up, here I am. And 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 the the I that's me is horror. So I did. I, I I I did. I screamed one time, "God, um, take care of my family!" And I, 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 this wasn't a plan I had for my life. Boom! I woke up a little bit later with blood running down my face and a hole in the door of my truck. It's okay. <laughs> and my wife found me somehow. Wow, we was talking about that the other day because it's vague to me. I don't remember much from that point. Drove me in our little RV we had up to Santa Claus, Indiana. Where her family and them have camp, y'all have camp. And when we got there, I can't stay long here because where I got to go. But my <laughs> hair was down about here, Brother Garnett. I had hair up here, too. I mean, that's what's intimidating about Brother Luke. I mean, look at him. He's like all awesome and handsome and cool, and he has hair products. Whatever. Whatever, Bishop. Whatever. Credible in music. I don't care. Whatever. I eat cookies. It don't matter to me. Bishop, are you with me? That's unity. <laughs> I had another gun when I came up to the camp. I'm sorry. I just got to do this because this is like, <laughs> I, I, don't want you, I don't want you to have any vague idea. Like Paul, the capabilities of our God. I don't, I don't want you to be vague on that. Like you think you're too bad? You <laughs> make your bed in hell. He's there. So I took the gun, it's up in the cabinet. You know this, you own an RV. You don't put heavy stuff up in a, 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 a top cabinet. Movement of the RV, open it up, out it comes. My wife puts a clothes iron up there. I love my wife. I got a 357 Magnum tucked in behind it. So they've cleaned out all the other guns. I'm at Santa Claus camp. I can't find any drug dealers on the campground. Apparently they don't have any. And so I'm like, oh, yeah, well, I got another gun. I'll show them who's in charge. I went to get the gun. I opened the cabinet. It's right there. The iron falls out. Whack! <laughs> she rocks in about then, hears me, and I fall on my wife. <laughs> and I'm laying there, blood running on my face. And she's screaming. And my brother-in-law, Carrie Davis, down here in Evansville, everybody knows him. He hears me. And we t- I said, man, why didn't you come? He said, dude. We were scared to death of you. You carry guns. You're a drug addict. <laughs> we didn't know what you was capable of doing in the campground. I mean, thanks a lot, man. Thanks a lot. So that night, the camp started, and I come into the service. I just want to get the keys. I want to get out of there and, and be done with this. But God's got a plan. And long story short, you all know the story. I find myself in the middle of the altar. It's all God's doing. I, did, I didn't even know I was going there. And there in that altar, the altar, and the altar, the whole disruption of the camp. Some of the most powerful people I know got around this old prodigal. You know, I often wonder, like that, that demoniac and Gadarenes, what it was like, you know, in the prison and, or in the caves and tearing himself. And the next second, Jesus, is like, go, demons got him clothed in his right mind. You, maybe you do know, what it's like to be what I'm explaining to you I was. And the next split second, all of that horror is gone. I, I went, what, what? They come and got my wife. She's back with her sister Kathy and Terry's up front. What? I said, what? Where have I been? I said, where have I been? She's okay, honey, it's okay. And they're, and they're trying to clean up the blood. I've been vomiting on myself because dr- overdose drugs. And, and so they, they went and got me some decent clothes. My wife did, and the rest of that camp meeting. I rolled on the floor, under the pews. I rolled. I, they just let, let me do it. and then I mean, she'd come and get me at night, and I, I I'm alive. I get to live. I get to live. What? I get to live, I've come to my life, life more abundantly. What kind of God is this? What kind of mercy? I obtained mercy. Yeah. Woo! This is the making of a missionary. I didn't even know it. Okay, so I drove my family back. And I got back there. I knew what I was going to do. I walked into the house. I said, keep the girls. We just had the two girls. Our son hadn't come along yet. And I said, so I went in the refrigerator. I cleaned out the liquor store. And I went, got all the drugs I could think of. And then, chair. Yeah, chair, chair. The antique chair. Matching sofa. These girls come in here and sit down. And... uh They had Bibles that they had given her, her sister given girls Bibles. And I said, that camp meeting, that camp meeting we was at, I said, that's how mom and dad grew up. And I said, so we, uh, you heard dad throw big parties, kegs. I had about 30 some employees at one point. You know, I'd throw huge parties, man, just, craziness. I and mean, I had two girls living in that house, you know, like, and I said, but you're never going to see that from dad again. So I, I said, we're going to pray every night I, and we're going to read our Bibles. I said, so you girls get there. I said, dad will get here. You now this chair, there's a swimming pool there. Was just sat in this chair. I used to sit in this chair every night. Had like this wood come down, spindles. I used to sit in this chair. I'm already pretty wasted, but evenings aren't good for me, Like really not good. So I'm, I'm really, I'm stoking up, man, like, until God, I'm really loading up, man, just to get to bed at night. That's my memories in that chair. I never thought. I never thought about kneeling at it. Yeah. Hmm. So there's the girls. I said, "Now you girls kneel there." And there was their mom. And it had this wood, kind of curved down, had spindles. And I just kept feeling it, and my memories in it. And then I said, "Okay, okay, um, Jesus." This is Terry, like I introduced myself or something. And you saved me. Yeah. Yeah. And I was trying to die, but I'm here with my family, and um, what? We're going to do this every night. Yeah. We're going to do this every night. And we got annual passes at Disney World, and we go out. it's only 20 minutes away. We go out to watch a show. We go to Wal- We go to Disney, like you go to Walmart. And we just eat dinner and then the weekends is the boat. We said, Go, we're not gonna worry about that right now. We're gonna do this. And we we did this. I found out that's praying. That's praying. And so we, we started doing it every night, an hour. Oh, now it's two hours. Now we're learning the we're learning the Bible. And I'm starting to write. I always had these index cards because I had all these contracts that I'd write the job orders on and different things, and it just came handy. And I start writing on on these cards and stuff. And I just found these. these are, you know, 28, 29, 30 years old. Some of these things I've learned to say better. And so I've made like little notes on them and stuff. And as I'm writing and as we're praying, oh, three nights a week after I pray with the family. Um, I'm in bed and a voice, come back with me. Oh, man, come back with me. I said, what? It's like that, that Samuel thing. What? Is that me? You know? Oh, it's the voice of God. And so I come down the steps and I look through the foyer at that chair and I'd see it. And it was just like, there's, there's no passion I've ever had in my life. Like I started having for that. That chair, I literally sometimes I would crawl over to it and I'd crawl up in it <laughs> and you you could put your head just perfectly in it, and you could kind of bring it up like that, and you could stay you could stay there. I found I could be there all night long, three nights a week, till the sun came up sometimes you you when you came. <laughs> Out of the spirit, some dimension, I don't know. He was on the floor next to it. And then the family was getting up in the morning. You was he was he went somewhere because I found something out. And I've wrote it. That as long the longer I stayed here, there was a a change happening. And so I wrote this. Here you go. Watch this. An altar I am finding alters you. Alterations are done here, like I saw that, picked up dry cleaning that day. Alteration's done here. Alterations, I said like, Alterations I like to have a sign, literally like put one of these times. Alterations done here. Like what? You, you can put on a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That's a good That's a good garment. You begin to alter the garment that is you to fit. <laughs> you ready? The Holy Ghost do you now have. There's a new birth in there and you begin to fit you to you. It's like it's like this. It's like you got to do justice to your own new birth. And, and, and here you don't know what that is. You don't know everything needs to be transformed in you and changed in you. So everything, everything's on the altar. So it's like. You really don't have a prayer life unless you, unless you have an altar. Okay? So, D- I said this. Watch. David learned soul's armor wouldn't fit him. What was in him was greater than all the armor worn by all the soldiers in Israel. Because greater is he that's within you. So, that's, that's true of you. It's also true what was not in David <laughs> has as much power as what was... In him. And and I wrote down, what was the deal when David came to that battlefield? He has no armor. He has no armor. And all the rest of those guys have armor. And they're hiding. Caves, tents. What in the world? And David's like, what's going on? What's up? He said, uh, giants out there cursing God's children. All kinds of stuff's going on. Give me a man. You know, there's all these mighty men, armor, and they're hiding. So it's like, it doesn't really matter what you appear to be. It's what you really are on the inside. Are you enabled or are you not? Because we got some giants to kill around here. Hey, satayaba. 30 years old stuff. This is what, this is what, this is what thrusts me into the missionary field. I'm going to, I'm going to get these changes done. So I come up on Romans 12, you know, one. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. What? Paul, what? What's so serious? Oh. That you present your body, all, all faculty that is you. As a what? As a what? Oh, So it's like God's had all the dead sacrifice he can handle in the Old Testament. Now it's you (laughs) on the altar. Well, then you would ask a question like, okay, well, what, what part of me is getting sacrificed here? Exactly. All of the weak parts of you. You don't know what that is. So you want to do the work here before you face the storm out here. Because it, not like a good storm to show you who you really are. Lord, we perish. Bid me come. You don't know. Here's where you do it. So so you're doing this work. You're doing this work. He said He said it later. Yea, though, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil for thou art with me. So it's like this. He learned, he learned something in that valley that you can't learn anywhere else. Fear. Here's fear. Yeah, I don't have to deny the existence of fear. It's just not in me. Oh, what's within you? Thou art with me. Thou art with me. Fear, COVID. <laughs> Social distancing. Boy, just leave it the devil to mask you. And isolate you. Right? God. So how are we going to do? How are we going to do with all these things that are now being impressed upon us? Because that's going to be indicative of these last days. It's going to be indicative. So at some point, you've got to stand uprightly in the world. Away with all this safety business. Because paramilitaries are coming at you while you're having church. And you're going to put your family in behind you if they come. This is... This is he, so it's like, it's like the, the Hebrew boys. So you don't know. <laughs> it's like the Hebrew boys. I'm going to give you one last chance to bow down to my image. Are we clear? Are we clear? Come on. You don't. Fiery furnace. There it is. In fact, in case you're not getting the point, heat it up seven times more. All right. Are we good? So the Hebrew boys could have been like, guys, wow, I feel the heat from here. <laughs> like that. Us in there. Maybe this one time. Maybe just this is one time we could just say. What's the big deal? Bow down the stupid image. We'll go back to our God. No, you won't. What do they know? You just, you do it one time, man. One time. Bow down one time. Compromise one. I know this for a fact. I watched the decimation of a family. Just one time, little here, little there, little movement, just a little movement, a little shift here. I want to watch the movie so much. I know the language. I know the con. Just a little movement, a little movement, a little binge watching here, a little. Are we all right? You can't bow down at all, at all, not at all. Oh, King Nebuchadnezzar, Nebby, baby, Nebby, baby. We don't even have to think about it. Why? Because we already have. Where? That's where I thought about it. That's where I presented it. As a living sacrifice. I'm ready to sacrifice out here. Because I've already done it here. What is this? You don't know what's in there. The altar sorts it out. He The altar sorts the weak you, the disabled parts of you. Think, my God, that has enabled me to be a 21st century in time apostolic. I, I am under no illusion of who I am. I'm going to be that guy, that man of God. I will not let stuff, money, fame, nothing control me. Me? Seriously? I put the gun to my head. I'm not falling for it. Okay? The crazy thing about the fire is what they said. Here's what we know. Here's what our our prayer time does for us, O King, is our God is able to deliver us. Here's three of the most powerful words in the Bible. But if not. Right. Yeah. Now what kind of sacrifice statement is that? That's what happens here. What happens here is the but if not. Right. This is like some kind of. It's like some kind of reactor, man. It's like some kind of reactor. Where, 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 where it, 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 it honed you. It channels you power, you should receive power that the Holy Ghost comes upon you. This is the place where you move anything that could disrupt the flow of power. This is where it happens. So pure, raw. In a few minutes, I'm going to release something in this place. I'll be glad when I do. I got to tell you right now. Because I do this on the field. We have to do this on the field. We've got no choice because of the death threats. When they threatened us that time, as many as other times. They came in, and I'm just learning the keyboard a little bit. I can't play like Luke. Whatever. Whatever. He's got hair. Plays nice. I, I taught myself in one key, and I have to transpose. So, oh, and they come in to threaten you. We told you, boy, not to be coming. And so, here they come. I told my wife, get to, you know, we got the kids. Keep singing. We're just singing like old hymns. And they got a big mask on, not because of COVID, but because that's that particular paramilitary group. So, they're coming up the aisle. right? Like, so keep seeing, she said, "You're not playing anymore. You're just plonking. <laughs> oh, sorry. Right. So they got about three rows in, and it's this, it's this right here. God, 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 God. They're looking at you, and then, bam! Crawl out the back door, the front door. They came in a whole bunch of them, and so my wife and the kids and I were late. Like, what? And then it happens in checkpoints where your kids are in the back seat. And a paramilitary jump out of the hedgerows, knocking in your windows with the guns right in your kid's face. We would go through checkpoints, and some of them had laser scopes. We look in the rearview mirror, like I'm driving on the right side, right, steering wheel on the right, looking in the mirror. And I see laser dots across my kid's foreheads. How, how are you with that? You got to deal with it here. And so you can't. You're on the AIM program, and the currency shifts, and you don't have, you don't have much money coming in anyway, so the money... gone, And so you go to the old cabinet and the 400-year-old moldy farmhouse you're renting that you just took your family from a dream home 15 minutes from Disney (laughs) to moldy furniture in a war zone. Like, you wouldn't do that in your flesh. You wouldn't do that, let's say, uncrucified. You wouldn't do it. But see, I say it like this. I think it's accurate. You wouldn't be the, you'd be amazed the stuff I'm okay with now. People that waitress the other day, Bob Evans. Well, I'm leaving Anderson. It's, it's so it's so depressed and everything. God, it's beautiful to me. Every street. Why? I don't I don't see the clothes. What do you see, Bobby Fly? Are you kidding? I see people. People is what matters. Do you see the checkpoints and the death threats? And no, I see people. Hurting, wounded, killed through generations of war. People, yeah. Away with this. It's got to be like this. It's got to be like that. Away with that. Okay, I do like chocolate chip cookies, but. Crucified with Christ. Not I that lives. Not me. Not the way I've got to have it. It's almost like your footprint's too heavy in the earth. It takes too much to be you. David said, the Lord's my shepherd. I shall not want. There you go. There you go. It's what you want that's killing you. Oh, I can't wait till I have. I can't wait till I get. Come on. We ain't got time for that, man. We ain't got time for that. It's all hands on deck now. It's everybody front and center. Present yourself. I was in the army four years. Present yourself. Living sacrifice. No soldier that worth entangled himself in the affairs of this life. What am I thinking? For what moment am I created on this earth? I should do the will of God. And so. I'm learning things here. And as I'm learning. I, I always. I love documentaries. What time is it? Am I okay? I got to get a drink of my cup. man. I like documentaries. And I like studying stuff. So Lord show me one time. Um. How he created the earth with the natural elements. So we how do we get power? So you have the fossil fuels, coal, oil, gas. And we go through great. We learn to go through great extents. Coal. I've been through coal mines on and on and on. I've been out in oil rigs who massive, massive endeavor in technology to derive power, harness power to bring down a single cable to a single focal point. To bring you power to whatever you need it for, and then and then we, we 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 learned about well we've known about wind power. Now we have whole solar farms out here, and then we learned to split the atom. Now we have we have nuclear power. On and on and on, we we develop these powers, these these technology to develop these. Powers. And so <laughs> I realized something. Hmm, that's what I am. Acts 1.8. You shall receive power. power, dunamis, dynamite. After that, the Holy Ghost comes upon you. Well, it's the gift of the Holy Ghost. But I'm, I think a lot of people aren't unpacking the gift kind of thing. They're not, they're not really using. This is the power of God we're talking about. The power that created the heavens and earth. Like, don't don't minimize that. And so I'm, and you are the thing that harnesses power. God created you in his image as the thing, the vessel (laughs) that harnesses power. When you get the Holy Ghost, you got the power. For what? All right, here it is. For a single point in time. A single moment where all of that harnessed power, prim. you lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. It just touches the hem of his, ooh, what went out of me? So much power. Just, just one single moment of accessing that power of you knowing who you are. Having the boldness and courage to let God use you. That single moment in time when you meet that person, that has that need, maybe they need the lights turned on. Oh, power! Do that. Sure, turn that switch on. It turn light on and illuminate the darkness, and the darkness comprehends it not. You can use power for whatever you need it for. So as as I begin to, <clears throat> I'm feeling the power coming in my life. What's it doing? it's illuminating the darkness the truth is making me free and it's showing the weak parts of me and as it's and it's as the truth and it takes courage and there's got to be a first draft that's what these are so i started writing down the weak parts of terry i'm being transformed by the renewing of my mind now and and the and these parts coming listen i got 12 boxes of these Brother Jerry Dean said, I'm supposed to turn them into a syllabus. I'm working on it. I call them my transformation journals. And so I'm, I'm here. I'm here. And now it's, now I'm transferring this. And it's in my truck. And as I do my contract around Osceola and Orange County, Central Florida, it's all over the place. It's everywhere. Oh, I'm winning. Drug addicts, drug dealers, alcoholics. I'm winning them. I'm, oh, I'm fearless now. I can shave this guy. How you doing, man? What's up, bub? Love you, man. Let's go do the work of God. Okay. Sold my dream truck with my $3,000 stereo, my inky wheels. Like, I sold it and downgraded to a 78, did I? 78, this is Florida, truck with no air condition. Why? Because I don't want to payment. And then I traded, oh, God, this is going to be rough right now. My wife's custom Mustang, five-speed, 5.0 with the chip in it, 180 mile an hour on the turnpike. Why do I know that? <laughs> I did it stoned one time. Only God got me home. So you trade that in on an old Taurus, right? Old white Taurus, an air conditioner wouldn't hardly work. Why? Because I don't want a payment. Because you're going to do the, to do the work of God, you got to get ready to do the work of God. See, but you don't know that without presenting yourself as a living sacrifice. So, okay, where's my Jordan Peterson guy? Where you at? Okay, I learned to say this better. Are you ready? I I said this another way, but here's what you do: you sacrifice who you are now for who you could become. Right? You sacrifice who you are now for who you could become. Don't let who you are now get in the way. Of who you can become. And you don't know what that is. You don't know what it is. It's a task. It's out there. And God's making you equal to it. And so you're taking these steps. And you're moving toward. And and with every step. My God. You are loving. You are loving the confidence, man. You are loving. You're loving the strength. The draft's getting better. The notes are getting better. The boldness is coming on stronger. You assume nothing. You assume nothing. I'm telling you, man, (laughs) here's the power of a testimony is the power of its transparency. And I know know how to be transparent like I make you uncomfortable (laughs) with my transparency. Why can you tell that, Brother McFarland? It's easy. I'm free. It's what freedom does. Because when you get out in the field... In the mission field, Anderson's a mission, being a mission field, the devil's gonna come after the weak parts of you, the weak link. I'm going around Job, I'm going around Job. You got a hedge around him. I'm going around Job. I'm gonna just let it down a little bit, and we'll see what he serves you for. Okay, fine. I know him better than you do, Satan. Go ahead, and take all that stuff. Take it away, take it away, take his stuff. Go on. on. The Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. <laughs> what I tell you. Satan, nothing about his stuff. Now, his wife didn't fare so well. I told myself not to preach this part. <laughs> Why don't you curse God and die? Oh, thank you, honey. Just before I meet God, I'm going to curse him. Great idea. I, <laughs> no. But you don't know how you're going to stand up if you don't have that sacrifice going, going on in your life. So, so I'm developing. Let me hurry. Let me hurry. I'm developing The crucified me. I'm developing the sacrificial me that's comfortable with sacrifice. It's comfortable with the new me, the new giving me the new sacrificing me. I'm going to stay here till the things that that I used to struggle with are becoming natural to me. Because like them, them reactors, coal, nuclear wind, that's me now. I, this is the reactor. <laughs> and I'm that single, single focal point of power that's now going out into the earth. That's m- moving forward. And as I move, move forward, I, and God begins to, let's say, let's say, um, enlarge my boundary. Enlarge my territory. You don't know where it's going. Paul said, oh, he called me into the ministry. Who saw that coming? He called me in the, uh, in the mission. Oh, there's a missionary in there. I didn't know there was a missionary in there. Uh, what am I doing? Oh, I'm learning to be strong in the Lord. So, so it's like this. You can't try to be strong. I'm just trying to be strong right now through COVID. Just, it's not going to work. You can't try to be strong. You be strong. Okay, you would ask how. You be strong by doing strong things. You can't be strong doing weak things. You can't be strong by saying weak things. Because the power and life and death is in the tongue. There you go. That's your single. It's, it's the, the word of faith is nigh you even in your mouth. It's that stuff you speak making you strong or weak. I don't know what's wrong with me right now. I just feel like I'm... Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Power life in the tongue. Like, I tell my wife this when she... You don't need that cookie. And I'm like, that's negative. So negative. It's, It's not pleasing to God, you know? You gotta keep it positive, Bishop. Honey, you can have that brownie, those cookies. Jesus wants you to have it. See that that feel better? So the weak parts of me are burning I'm I'm hurrying here to close. The weak parts of me are burning off. And 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 the more weak parts of me is 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 leaving. Oh, I like this new guy. I like, I like how he speaks. I, I uh, assume nothing. I'm grateful for every day that I got. This is the thing. In the old RV with half the stuff that doesn't work in it. <laughs> and uh, the old moldy farmhouse. And then we're living in a rat-infested building. I'm renovating in Ireland now. And three kids with the happiest crew you ever seen in your life. We're, we get to do the will of God. I'm down in this valley, brother, going outside of Belfast, you know, this old warehouse. <laughs> I met this street preacher like two weeks after I was there. And I come down, and I had to get out of there quick because the riots were going to start in the marching season in those days. And, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm coming, and there's this little guy like, preaching on the streets. You could barely understand him, and he's got this little made-up speaker deal, you know. What, this is what I'm telling you about an altar. It comes to you. And so I'm looking at him, and, and finally, I told, I told my wife, I said, I, 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 I got to talk to him. And so all of a sudden, he, he sees me come in the street. And he, go, he turns and looks at me, and he comes toward me, he said, Ah, there you are, boy. I said, How you doing? My name's, My name's Terry. Oh, no, you're an American preacher. The Lord gave me a vision three days ago he was coming. I don't know much about the, he's out there preaching just the love of God, the love of God, the love of God loves you, he's already been knocked down three times and a petrol bomb thrown under his car, but that's all right boy, the love got blood running, he's all messed up, and, and he said, you're supposed to, um, the Lord told me, show me a more perfect way, <laughs> what, my wife's around the corner, we go get his wife, I pull up the farmhouse, pull out my search, truth chart, pull a more perfect way, fill the bathtub, bath, baptize him in water. Okay? I'm a single focused of harnessed power now. I worked hard to get it. There's no shortcut to it. I worked hard to get it. So, all right. I'm going to close with this, Cindy, like you said. Are you ready? God. That's my help helpmate. Trust me, that girl is... We're teamed up. Hey, let me ask you. How does how does a woman, Sister Judy, that's lived ten years with a guy, that's been a drug addict and alcoholic and gone for weeks and you don't know where he is. Comes home so stoned that you gotta clean him up. Four years back in church, sell her whole dream world. Move away from her parents that have retired and move there now. Taking her three kids. Now she's got to homeschool those three kids in a war zone in the oldest moldiest farmhouse. It's the only thing we could rent that you could possibly imagine. How how does a woman trust that husband? Never got to go to Bible school. i was being brainwashed in the new age movement when young men usually go to the Bible school. Never got any kind of training. I'd like to introduce you to an altar. By the way, this altar has been in both of my daughter's weddings. That's the chair. That's Sean and Mark, my oldest daughter. That's just right here in Henderson. That chair got shipped there. You know, the thing that my kids fight over the most that chair not a car not a truck not a boat not a house you know the most valuable thing in our family uh, material you're looking at it they wrote in their vows how they watched the dad be transformed from a drug addict and alcoholic to a prayer warrior a soul winner oh a missionary Paul said he called me in the ministry I wasn't even gone for that. Me a missionary. A missionary. But it was in there. It was in there. I obtained it. And so one day I'm out working, four years back in church, and I'm putting up my tractor one day. And this guy comes up. Lad could I have a wee minute. And I'm like, what in the world? Right there in Kissimmee, Florida. And so I turned around, and uh, I said, hey, man, how you doing? He said, my name's Eamon, my buddy Eamon. I said, Eamon Furphy, not Murphy, Furphy. I said, hi, I'm Terry. He said, right. He said, if you don't mind, would you want to come over to my house over here and have a wee cup of tea? I said, oh, you live here? I thought he was there on holiday, you know. Yeah, I live here a couple of years, you know, and uh, I have a travel agency, et cetera. I said, yeah, man, I'm done for the day. I said, "I'm." kind of dirty. No, no problem. I came around. His met his wife, Pauline. I was say, you know, uh, do, you want a, do you want a wee bit of tea? I'm like, yeah, man, it's, it's hot. Oh, no, boy. You don't put ice in tea. <laughs> the Irish are not happy about that, by the way. Uh, so, it's it's hot tea. Yeah, fine. June in Florida, it's 100 degrees. Let's have hot tea. That's great. Let's do that. You can't imagine how serious the Irish are about their tea. <laughs> so, we're drinking hot tea. And he said, right. Now, if you don't mind, I want to ask you a, wee, a couple of personal questions. I said, okay. And he goes, I guess you're a Christian. I said, yeah, yeah, I'm a Christian. Right. Now, I'm going to say it wouldn't be an ordinary Christian. I said, I don't know. I'm a Pentecostal. Right. He's looking at his wife. You can tell, man, they've been talking about this a lot. And he said, let me ask you, sometimes, boy, are you over there praying? <laughs> I said, Yeah, man, this is just kind of the end of the day. And I have these different spots that I just like, I still have to know my story, man. I just, I'm just so grateful to God. It overwhelms me at times. And sometimes I go off there, I like them woods over there, the side of that retention pond. I just walk through there and I'm worshiping. Right. I'll tell you something, Apostolic. People are watching you. People are watching you. And he said, Pentecostal, you know what? what is that exactly? I said, oh, let me go get my Bible, man, and no, sure, I got a lovely big Bible here, sure, and kind of we look at it, and I said, oh, okay, they were Catholic folks, I didn't know anything about Catholicism that day, so they set it down there at the table, I said, oh, that's nice, it's got extra books in it, that's nice, <laughs> You gotta hope the book of Acts is in here, <laughs> it was, well, Acts 2, we'll go to Acts 2, and And uh, the day Pentecost fully come, came sound from heaven rushing mighty wind. I explained it to him. I said, now Peter, Peter's up preaching. This is that. They get convicted. See, because he it's the Holy Ghost is convicting them in the Word of God. And Peter, then Peter, Peter, we know Peter. He's the first Pope, you know. I said, Really? I didn't know that. Oh, that's marvelous. Let's see what Peter, the Pope, (laughs) said. Then Peter, Pope, repent be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins. Right. He's looking at her. That's the thing they don't tell us there. It's the name, isn't it? I said, yeah, it's the name of Jesus. I said, you know, over here in Acts 4, there's not salvation in any other name. Nor the name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. I said, but there's more. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's the thing I've been wanting right there. That team, they don't tell us about that, let me tell you. I, I've been wanting the Holy Ghost, I said. Well, the promise is unto you. It is, to your children even. In fact, all that are far off, even as many as. Do you want it right now? You have the Holy Ghost right now. Uh, you can speak in tongues in that 15 seconds filled with the Holy Ghost. It's a gift. That's it. It's a gift. You just get it. That's it. That's all you do. You just repent. Clear the way, psh, you get it. No, um, I think i want to come to your church and get it. Right, here's the address, 10 o'clock, Sunday morning. I go and I talk to a bunch of these guys, maniacs, used to be like me. I met this Irish guy. He's probably going to come today. It's really incredible. Here's what I'm asking you. Could you guys be normal today? Because they're not going to be used to us. Like, stupidest thing I ever said. Well, my wife would tell you. So he comes in the back door and he walks three steps in the back door. They rush him. <laughs> so I come down playing something. I rush down. I wade through him. Oh, he's speaking in tongues. Three steps in the back door. Hey, Pentecostals, get ready for that. Get ready for the wonders of God to be loosed on you. That's getting ready to happen in your doors. You don't have to work it up anymore. Signs and wonders are going to come at you so fast. That's not the question. Are you ready for it? That's it. And so as he comes, we're praying with him. He's speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues, speaking in tongues. Speaking in time. We go with 20, 25 minutes. Finally. i have been mean, wanting that my whole life, lad. I said, Wow, wow. We, we're hurting people in Northern Ireland in war. Do you know about it? I said, Oh, watch the news, you know. We, all of our family family there's lost people in the paramilitaries. And I said, Wow, wow. Even I start Bible study with him. You know, about three weeks into that, he goes, he said, um, if you don't mind me telling you this. A group of lads called me from what you call your headquarters. You called headquarters? Hi. He said, you got some boys called me back from the foreign missions. to be, I said, you called foreign missions? I did. He said, it looked like you wasn't going to. <laughs> they came back to me and said, you have no churches in Ireland. I said, I would have never dreamed that we have no churches in Ireland. We have no churches in Ireland. Yeah. He said, not to worry. This is the Irish man. i bet met a wee lad's going to go start a church there, you know. I said, oh, they told you about somebody. You no. He said, ah oh, boy, I'm looking at him, ain't I? I said, no, you are not. I said, whoa, Eamon, I'm good, but I got a company. I got a, I'm, life's good. Mickey's right there. What's up, Mick? Like, we're good. I didn't get to go to Bible school. I'm doing that Moses thing now, you know. I didn't get to Bible school. I didn't get it. I didn't get I didn't get it. it. He said, right, I thought you might say that. So I bought the tickets today. We leave in two weeks. Okay. This is it. This is it. I'm done. And then we're getting ready to. Yeah. My God. I'm shaking right now. That's called the open door. The open door is in direct correlation to the altar. The open door knows how ready you've made yourself at the altar. That's it. Why are you ready? Because you can't get ready for the open door. You've got to be ready for the open door. That was 2020. It showed you how ready you was. And you're ready. You did it. So I went. We arrived in Belfast. We're driving on the wrong side of the road. Car bomb goes off. He's like, oh, don't worry about that, lad. Bombs go off every day. I'm like, not where I'm from. I've never been to Disney World one time. There's been a car bomb go off. Nope. (laughs) And he showed me something, man. You can't live safe in this world. You You can't make decisions based on safety. You make decisions based on strength. You be strong. You don't try to be. You be strong. This world's situation, whatever we're going to face in these last days is no match for us we are equal to the task that is before us church so i just taught a bible study and this is the way god's worked with me 25 years now brother garnett i would teach search for truth i'd get to acts 10 Cornelius's house every time i don't care if it's 2 30 or 50 and as i'm teaching as i look Everybody speaking in tongues? Just happened with a huge Filipino family. Number four martial artist in the world. Grandmaster Ding Lanier. He's now our executive presbyter. And all of his kids, nieces, and nephews are in our worship team. Go to POD, Pentecostal to Dublin, and watch the service. You'll see him. With Brother Nathaniel Davis leading. Whew. As they get the Holy Ghost, I look over on that chart, and I'm at verse 44. While Peter yet spake these words. The Holy Ghost fell in them which heard the word. Folks, if I can do this, anybody can do this. You could trust in God in places you never dreamed. Okay, all right, I just need a keyboard now. All right, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? So I went over when we first got here. God, I don't even hardly know how to do this. I went over to our old church, Alexandria Pike. I pulled up there and I said, just stop. Let's just stop here a minute. I couldn't hardly, I could hardly, I couldn't hardly contain myself. I couldn't hardly control myself. I didn't know what, what it was. But I felt I have this feeling, that's my wife. I have this feeling whenever something, what would you say, like supernatural, it, it's almost like they said, when reactors get at maximum power, you can hear a buzzing to them, a nuclear reactor. Like, and, and, the, and the gauges are maxed and saying, you need to let some power out of me. It's saying you better let some power out of me. I'm harnessing all I can harness. I feel that's what I feel when we see miracles and God does what he's going to do. So I've gotten used to that. This I don't I know about. I don't know about this. I don't know about this. So I was on that. And you spoke this, Pastor Luke. We were sitting back there. And, it, and, the, and the confirmation came to my spirit. So I said, okay, God, I don't know how this goes. I've never done anything like this. So I, I put my hand out. And I said, God, okay, there's a building down in there. And there's prophecy down in there of my dad and my family, and my brothers and revivals. It's down in there. There's vision down in there. And I said, so God, I, ex- I extract from these bones. This vision, this revival, this power, God, all of this that's buried down in here, the dreams. And so God help me if I'm not carrying that right now. Now, here's the thing. I'm supposed to release it in here. I'm supposed to release what we'll call a double portion. It's combined with the legacy this church and everything that's here. Here's the thing I know. There's no way that God would bring us to this mission at this moment if we weren't ready for it, bro. You're more ready than you know for the end time empowerment of God in your life to do signs and wonders and miracles. It won't be you. It won't be you. I don't, can't see myself doing that. It won't be you. It'd be greater as he that's within you. So here's how we're going to do this. Exactly the vision God gave me. Caleb, where are you at? Here's what we're going to do. I need a chair right there, facing out. I need one in the middle, and I want one right here. Just grab a chair, guys, and put it right there. Yes, son, da, 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 Pastor Luke, I need oil. This is what God told me to do. This is the chair. Turn them around, guys. Face them that way. God told me to consecrate these chairs. Oh, God, something's fixing to go, man. Something's fixing to go. I don't want to scare any of you kids. You hear me with what you're, what's getting ready to happen. But I promise you it's getting ready to happen. It won't, it won't be scary. It's going to be God. And God told me to consecrate these chairs. And here's what you're supposed to do. First of all, if there's any needs in this building, you need a Holy Ghost. You have a sickness in your body. Okay. You need to come when we release this. And you need to touch these chairs. And when you touch them, you got to do this by faith. According to your faith be it unto you. And you say, I receive it in Jesus' name. That's it. I receive this in Jesus. The woman, it wasn't complicated. If I just get down and touch the hem of his garment, I'm gonna be made whole. That's it. That's it. I'm gonna be made whole. That's your faith right there. And so this is just a point of contact. Are you here? It's a point of contact. So everybody that does this is going to get healed. That's it. You're going to get healed. 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 You need the Holy Ghost. You're going to get the Holy Ghost. You got the faith? We're going to pray. If there's any unbelief, God, help mine unbelief. We're going to take care of that. And then God's going to release virtue and power. A single point of power is about to be released in this house. And then there's going to be an impartation of giftings. My God, church, we are here at the end. We're right here. Did you wonder how this was going to be? We're right here at the end. Where God is going to use us to do greater things than even He did. Greater things than these shall you do. Sandalabo Kotoriya Sanda Yalaba. Sandalabu kotayalabasa. Ti krahah sanda ya labukataya, ye la 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 ya laba, hira sata ya laba kanda sundu ya hey ira ya labura kanda sandai ya sanda lose your virtue, lose your power, manifest yourself among us, O God, in the name of Jesus. Come on, church, pray. Pray, lift your voice now. By the authority of the word of God, and by the power of the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we bind every opposition to the effectual working power Of the Holy Ghost in this house. We lose power and demonstration of the Spirit among all of us in this house. Now, church, begin to move. Begin to take steps. Begin to move and make contact with these chairs and say, I receive it. I receive my healing. I receive my impartation. That's it. That's it. That's it. Be very deliberate now. Very deliberate. Touch it and move. Let others get to it. Yeah, sun, la kataya. We will never be the same. We will never be the same. I'm ready for the changes. I didn't come to you with excellency of speech. I come to you of power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost. That's it. I was persuaded to not know anything among you, Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's it, that's it, that's it. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Speak in tongues. Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Be delivered now in Jesus' name. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on. Come on, reach. Just a few steps of faith to change your life. Just a little bit of faith is all you need. You can have enough faith to make a few steps and touch these chairs. God will honor it. Surely He honored that woman. With an issue, 12 years, she just touched the hem of his garment. Just a few steps of faith. I receive it in Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, we're ready. We're ready. We're willing. Not my will, thy will, not my will, thy will. Thy will be done. satayana I'm ready for a new strength. I'm tired of the fear. I'm tired of anxiety. I'm ready to be strong in the Lord. That's it, Pentecostals. Come on. Yes, yes, yes. Reach now. Reach deep, deep, deep into the Spirit. Woo! There's something that's been loosed in this house. both